Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Hello, welcome back to the Living Box Free podcast. I'm Becky Ford. And I'm Ashleen Seitz. And we are coming to a close. It's December of 2021, and we have been in a series all about respect. We've talked about lots of different areas of respect, and today we're going to close out this series by diving into respecting endings and things that come to a close, like this series. It does. All things does. must come to an end. Yes. Before we jump into that, let's start with our question, what is on the rise for you this week, Ash? Well, as some people may know, I work for a church, and Christmas Eve is like, it's our Super Bowl, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And we have four services. I'm also playing this weekend, so I'm playing for the weekend, regular weekend services, and then prep for Christmas Eve stuff is just, it's all-consuming at the moment. Everything that I have to do is due today, so as we're recording this, and so feeling a little bit crunched for time, but also like, eh, it's okay. I'm going to get it done. It's fine. So Christmas Eve prep, uh, I think I've done most, for the most part, all of my Christmas prep, like, you know, presents and things like that. So I, I feel okay about that. I just need to do my work stuff. But what about you? What's on the rise for you? Well, for feeling the pressure with deadlines today, you seem to be handling it really well. <laughs> Thank you. And I do not have all my Christmas shopping done yet. So you're ahead of me, ahead of me on that. What is on the rise for me? I was telling Ash this story a little bit before we started recording malfunctioning security systems. Last night, our security system went off not once, but twice. And the first time I knew I wouldn't sleep until we checked every room plus the closets to make sure no one's stuck in our house. And the second time it went off, of course, it woke up our baby. So... It was a spotty night for solid sleep, to say mm-hmm. the least. So that is, that's what's on the rise, a spotty security system. I need to call <laughs> and figure out what's going on. Uh, I thought maybe there was a prank. Someone was like pranking us yeah. last night, but there was no one around. So no, I think it's just something turns going out, wrong. Yeah. Turns out just strange things happening. Strange maybe things. Some, a ghost, perhaps. Some wind. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we, we made it through the night, though, so good news. Excellent. No strangers. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. no, one, no one snuck in to harm you. I know. I, I Trust me, I checked every closet. <laughs> I was like, we're looking in every room where I won't sleep. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, we're, yeah, like we said, wrapping up our series on respect. It's been, it's been really neat to hit all of these topics. I feel like we could keep mm-hmm. going on this, but want to move into some other things. And so we're wrapping up this series, but we're going to talk because we're ending the series. It just seemed right. We're going to talk about endings. And this is a little bit similar to something we talked about before um, with respecting changes and like when it's time to move on. But there are seasons of ending things that that just happen and we have to kind of deal with those. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk mostly from experience today and about how about how things come to natural ends in life, but then we'll have a couple of simple action steps at the end. Of, at the end, huh, <laughs> if you have 
yeah, if you're in this season or you're feeling like there are some things naturally coming to an end or maybe need to come to a natural end. So let's start with examples of what this could look like, what natural endings in life can look like. The first one, which is <laughs> uh, ending relationships. All of this is challenging just so that you we're we're upfront about that. If you're no cringing what, now, you're yeah, not if you're alone. Cringing, it's it's <laughs> difficult to end things. We as humans don't like we don't like bad change. We do like change, but we don't like bad change. And if we're uncertain about how something's going to go forward or if we're experiencing grief, then it's really challenging to move into ending something, especially voluntarily. But it's not always voluntary. So let's talk about ending relationships. Friendships. Becky, what do you got for us? Oh, I actually, so I'm going to put a plug in for another podcast that's been really interesting. It's called mm-hmm. Invisia. Okay. And they did a series on friendships. And the most recent one I listened to, it was called Ghosting Friends. Mm, <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was actually focused on, it talks about how the average adult friendship is seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after that, oftentimes, whether because you physically move, you're, you don't work together anymore. You don't go to the same gym, whatever. That f- seven years is that average friendship. Yeah. And in that podcast specifically, it was talking about, is it better to just fade away, mm-hmm. aka ghost, or is it better to have like an ending the friendship conversation? And it it actually came to the conclusion as they interviewed different and did different case studies that phasing out is much easier and mm-hmm. sometimes emotionally better than having that conversation. Like, I can't be mm-hmm. your friend anymore, and here's why. Yeah. Of course, like everything, it depends. It depends on the situation. Ending friendships, that's probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced. Fortunately, romantic relationships, I don't have a long yeah. tail of romantic yeah. relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had one. Have many examples on that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, uh, I've had one serious relationship and now I'm married to him. So, but ending friendships, I I do have that experience and it was probably the most painful feeling for me being someone who really values relationships. And part of that, what I have observed a lot of times when you, certain people grow in different directions or sometimes one person grows and others don't. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're not in the same wavelength you're not clicking the same, um, or maybe your values change. So ending friendships is hard, but at the same time, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most mm-hmm. of your time with. And if you're looking at those friendships in your relation, in your your circle, and they aren't making you better, and if in fact they're actually causing you to drift into areas that by your standard make you worse, gossiping, um, not treating others well, like you need to take that assessment and as difficult as it is, it's not worth it. The emotional pain of ending a friendship is worth it to be the person you want to be and have the right influences in your life. And so, yeah, it's so painful and I've not had to do it much, but I have, I've have had that experience of distancing myself and identifying like, Hey, I don't really, I don't come out as my best self with these people. Yeah. And there's these other people in my life that make me a better person and I can be my goofy, silly self hmm. and they accept it and they love it. And that's yeah. what I need. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that was a long rant about friendship. What you got? No, I, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I feel like I agree with everything. Absolutely everything you said. I have ended friendships and I've had friendships ended by others. I've, you know, drifted away also. And I feel like a lot of people that I drift away from, it is kind of, it's not intentional so much as just the things that I'm doing are not causing me to spend time with them. Um, I do occasionally feel like I have too many friends. I know that's a ridiculous thing to complain about. You're so popular. I un- <laughs> Please, no. Um, but it, it is hard to stay on the level of intentionality mm. that I want to with the number of good friends that I have. And I just have really good people in my life, and I'm so grateful for that. But um, it does get challenging, and so sometimes I have to think about, okay, what what am I phasing out or at least setting aside for this season? Um, or it's even worse when I think about it as who am I phasing out or who am I setting aside for this season? Mm-hmm. But yeah, when you think about it the way you just put it of like, who makes me the best version of me or because I think we, and when we talked about our friends um, episode, we talked about you can categorize people as people that are pouring into you, people that you are pouring into um, and so, you know, having a variety of those different categories in your life is good, but just taking, taking inventory and seeing, is this person, is this relationship consistently causing me more stress, more anxiety, or is it making me a better person? But it sucks. It sucks no matter what. And I do think the people that have phased out, it has been easier than the people that have been a sit-down conversation of like, and we are no longer friends. That, I hate that. I get kind of like, (laughs) inside, just thinking about it. What's so crazy, I feel like that's easier in a, um, I know we have two other categories here of relationships. I feel like it's easier to have that type of conversation of, I need to distance myself because here's why, versus the friendship front. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about the next one. The next one is romantic relationships. Like you said, Neither of us have tons of experience with this. I've, <laughs> shocking, I, shocking I audience. <laughs> I know, right? I dated a guy and then we broke up and then we dated again and then we broke up. And <laughs> the second time I was like, I think we need to break up. And he was like, is there really anything even here to break up? And I was like, oh, ouch. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, but they just, they end whether you anticipate it or, you know, whether it's mutual or whether you thought it would never happen, you were married and, you know, your marriage yeah. is falling apart or whatever. It's it's really, it's difficult no matter whether you're the ending, the one ending it or the one taking it or if it's mutual. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just hard no matter what. And I, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience. Just the small amount of experience I do have told me <laughs> that it it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I had my first boyfriend when I was 16 uh-huh. and 100% had a boyfriend at 16 because that's when I was allowed to date. And I was like, I need a boyfriend. Yeah. So I dated Stephen so Foster from 4-H. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll never forget. He he was my first kiss. It was at mm-hmm. the carnival at the, the county fair. And after he kissed me, I told my best friend, I go, I'm breaking up with him. <laughs> I was like, that was it so weird. Well, huh? <laughs> it went that well. <laughs> and I, if I could go back in time, I remember this is when we had landlines. Yeah. And we were at my house and my best friend, Sarah, at that time, calls him on the landline from my parents' house. Is like, Becky's breaking up with you. Oh, my God. I know. It's so bad. So uh, 
I did not. I was not courageous at the age of sixteen. I had to have my friend break up with my That's first okay. boyfriend. But uh, yeah, when it comes to those relationships, I I do feel like I grew. In college, I dated some. It was like usually a couple dates. I think I dated someone for like two or three months before my husband, mm-hmm. and at that time, it definitely was easier. For, and I, I I tried to respect. Speaking of respect, respect them enough to say like, hey, you're super cool, but I really just see you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that was needed in romantic relationships in college because it was so easy to lead people on. Yeah. Like if you didn't just say like, hey, and I remember I had a really good guy friend and he would do such sweet things for me. And I'm like, mm, this isn't, this is a more than friendship. Like yeah. <laughs> you're going way above and beyond. Yeah. And, and just as hard as it is, like being very transparent. And I, I feel like for a lot of people in that romantic space being ghosted it can give them hope or uh, you go back to them or dating app or whatever. And there's always that question of like, you know, did the other person not work out? Now you're just coming back to me. And right. so, I mean, I just think the more transparent you can be, the better. Yeah. Once again, never in a long term relationship until my now husband. Yeah. Um, yeah. Try I'm not to have your best friend call them. Well, yeah. <laughs> break up with them <laughs> for you. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think transparent and also setting expectations of like, what does this mean? Does this mean we're not talking anymore at all? Does this mean we're going to be friends? And if we're saying we're going to be friends, what does that look like? Um, Yeah, just the complicated nature of that. I know um, having friends right now who are going through divorces and they have kids, it's like it's complicated and you have to figure out what does that look like? You know, how often do we communicate about the kids and trading them and all of that? It's just messy. So trying to set those expectations as clearly as possible, but also knowing they might have to change as you heal um, mm-hmm. and as your other relationships grow, I know it can change. So yeah, that's romantic relationships. Let's move on to our next category, <laughs> toxic family relationships. I feel like we're on Jeopardy or something. <laughs> I was thinking like at a uh, family feud. Family feud, yes. It. Toxic family relationships. <sighs> this is this is a tricky one. Yes. I don't I don't necessarily have experience with ending a toxic family relationship. However, I have experience with the whole boundaries which we've talked mm-hmm. about and setting mm-hmm. boundaries. Uh, but this this can be a hard one for mm-hmm. sure. And I know other people who have told me like, hey, I don't. I don't communicate or I don't do holidays with these family members now because of this. Mm-hmm. And it, it is hard. And you have to take into consideration your your emotional, mental health yeah. when it comes to those decisions. Yeah. my I think there's a lot of assumption, too, about family relationships and how they should look. Mm-hmm. My boss asked me yesterday, he was like, oh, you don't go see your family for Christmas. Do you have a hostile relationship with them? And I was like, No. I, I love my family. My family loves me. Everything's yeah. great. And he was like, but you, you just have like, a, you made a mutual decision. You're not going to see each other. And I was like, I, I live 12 hours away. What do you want me to do, yeah. man? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> my yeah, car so, is on the fritz. Come on. Yeah, exactly. My car can't even make it to work. What do you, what do you expect of me? Uh, um, I feel like people have expectations of what family looks like. And that's, that's just something to keep in mind that, what works for you and what works for them is different. And you might end one thing like you might end, you know, I'm not going to come over for Thanksgiving anymore because it's just not, it's not pleasant. It's not worth it for any of us. 
Um, but that doesn't mean you have to stop speaking to them. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can draw some lines without ending everything, ending the whole relationship. And also, like we're talking about, there can be seasons. We can, you can say, you know, I'm, I'm done with this for now until one of us heals or one of us figures out a better way to communicate or something. Um, mm-hmm. And respecting that space and that need to say no and draw those lines. So you're right. It's it's. I would say for family, it's a lot more about boundaries than necessarily ending things. Okay, so as we were talking about there, we're going to talk about ending seasons or seasons of ending. So, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is seasons of grief and loss. I think you and I have both um, lost family members in the last year, and you pretty recently. Um, Mm -hmm. It's... Man, grief is rough, and we talked about that with my friend Dana a while ago. It's worth a revisit of that episode, but grief is not linear, so it it does come in seasons, but it also can last. Like, grief, I lost one of my best friends a couple of years ago, and I will grieve that for the rest of my life. That's not going to change. Um, but there were, you know, there was a season that that grief was much worse than it is now. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this, Becky? Oh, gosh. What popped in my mind, it's respecting your emotions, which Mm -hmm. we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I feel like we can sometimes fall in this trap of like punishing ourselves, like going back and living in the past too much. Or, you know, maybe you think, oh, I wish I would have had this conversation before this loss, or I wish I would have done this. Um, And sometimes it's grieving even experiences, not even the loss of a person. And so I I feel like a key for me has been allowing yourself to feel those emotions. And at the same time, at a certain point, like not punish yourself by continually reliving the past, Um, but being able to to move forward and hopefully have that mindset of, whether it's celebrating that person and thinking of them and smiling when you see something that reminds you of them, or if it was an experience that caused you to grieve, you know, hopefully when you do something that uh, shows that you've healed or grown, being able to celebrate that. So versus reliving the pain, um, trying to find that more positive point of view. But once again, you have to respect the grieving process. Yeah. That's a great point. I, I, as I think about my friend who died um, a few years ago, she, I have one voicemail saved on my phone from her. Mm. And I like to listen to it because it's really the only place that I have her voice. So I listen to it occasionally. But it's her calling and say, basically saying, hey, I'm calling you from Spain. I think you're going to be mad that you didn't pick up because we don't get to talk. I'll just cry myself to sleep tonight because you didn't Aww. pick up. <laughs> and so it's, I think it's some of both of what you just talked about in one voicemail of like, yep. I'm enjoying listening to her and remembering how ridiculous she was. And also being like, crap, why didn't I pick up? You know? yeah. Why didn't I answer the phone? But if mm-hmm. I had answered, I wouldn't have the voicemail to listen to. So That's there's that too. Point. But I think you make a great point of not, you know, not dwelling on what could you have done differently, but what did you do and what did you mm-hmm. have? And that's, I mean, that's a whole other thing. But in those seasons, respecting those feelings is so important. You're right. 
Yeah. And it's not just death. It's changes. It's, and we're going to talk about the next category or one of the other categories is um, moving or um, saying goodbye or leaving a job. Um, but so that is a different, it's a little bit different in those ways, but grief and loss can come from so many different things. It doesn't have to be death. So okay. just keeping in mind that as you're grieving something, to let yourself experience those feelings, and it's okay, and it will change. The season mm-hmm. will end. I'm really good at trying to like keep my emotions bottled in, and <laughs> Ash probably knows this. And then when they come out, it's like a flood. <laughs> You're like, "Wow, is it's a tsunami? Should we report this yeah. to the the, uh, <laughs> the news stations?" Yeah. So just just Do experience it. Yeah. There's something happening on the east side of Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Becky has unleashed her emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. This next one, a seasons of hype or seasons of joy. I feel like this is a thing that I hadn't necessarily thought about until I talked to one of our friends this Mm. week. Uh, I think she would be okay with me sharing this. I hope so. Um, but she was talking about how in this past year, she did all of the like typical adult things she did. (laughs) She bought a car, she bought a house. She got engaged, got married, all of these. Oh, she got a new job. She got all of this. These things happened. So now it's like 2022. Now what? Like now. And I think what she said was now is, uh, what? Uh, oh, no. What's the end of this? The fairy tale is, uh, oh, now she lives happily ever after. Happily ever after. Yeah. yeah that's what she said. Yeah. Um, and so I think recognizing that we have those good seasons and that they will come to an end, that can be Mm. really challenging in and of itself because you're like, I don't, you know, what's coming? I don't know what's coming next. Is it going Uh to be a season of change and challenge or is it going to be good? I don't know. And just recognizing that just because a season feels really great and a lot of good things happen doesn't necessarily mean that it's downhill from here or that the, the next season, if it is challenging, is going to be bad because we, we grow from seasons of challenge. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Your sweatshirt off. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid to take my headphones off, so my sweatshirt is now an Go infinity ahead. scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm styling. Okay. okay. Uh, I was going to say, oh, yeah, I feel like I totally get what our friend was saying when you're like, wow, I've done all the things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, you know, I love to be hyped up. And I feel like it's just, that's why I love goal setting and setting new mm-hmm. goals. And it's that journey of getting there that just keeps me so excited, um, which I know that's personalities. Personalities are different. Um, but yeah, once you perhaps have hit those big milestones in your life, like I always wanted to get a great job. I always wanted to buy a house. I always wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. It's easy to be like, oh my gosh, I've done all these things. Now what? Now and I what? feel like yeah. that's an ex- that's an exciting phase to be like, okay, this is this was my benchmark. This was where I thought my threshold was, and I've done it. Yeah. There's there's more. What do I what there's do I more. want that to be? Yeah. Yeah. But also recognizing that, you know, celebrating those goals, but and recognizing yeah. that that it's you're coming to the end of that season is important. You have done it. You have done yes. it. And then lastly, in, in this season, seasonal topic, um, seasons of growth and change, I feel like this year for me has been a year of growth and change. And we'll talk about that in our wrapping up the year episode next week. But uh, my goodness, I feel like 
leaving a job that I had for eight years and moving into a completely different job with very different coworkers and expectations. I've just been trying it. I've been growing like crazy and it does not, it does not feel good all the time. In fact, <laughs> I think I hit a record high for most tears cried at work this week on personal mm-hmm. record. Um, <laughs> it's been pretty rough and I want to recognize that that's good. It's good that I'm growing and I don't want to stay the same, but it's also incredibly difficult to be in that season and I want to come back to a season of comfort for a little while like just my mm-hmm. internally I'm like can I just rest please I just want to be okay and meet everyone's <laughs> expectations without crying about it mm-hmm. <laughs> so seasons of growth and change yes yeah. so this last uh, category for ways we have to end things is moving or leaving a job. I feel like this is an an interesting one in and of itself because, and and there are other places you could be leaving church, leaving a church or leaving an organization. Um, It it means that you have to say goodbye to family and friends or family or friends, and you have to set up new routines and you have to adapt to all these different changes. And there can be so many changes and sometimes cultural shifts too. Like if you're moving to a different part of the country or a different part of the world it it just there's a lot to grieve there's a lot to think about there's a lot to process there's a lot of change and figuring out how to set up new routines and habits and like I mean everything becomes difficult again because you're like I don't know where to go to the grocery store or I don't know where in the grocery store this one thing is that I need so everything becomes difficult and so I think it's really important to respect those feelings of change and um, as the people that you're around change it's it's challenging and just respecting how that feels and that it's gonna it's gonna get better but you need to recognize that and let yourself feel that so those are some of the categories for ending ending seasons and ending things and so let's talk about some practical steps we got three basic practical steps here practical steps that we've talked about in the past they're not new but let's just talk through them. Um, the first one is reflect. And I think it's, it's something that we talked about in each of those categories is thinking about what you miss, thinking about what you won't miss. That's a, that's a helpful one is thinking through, okay, do I, you know, are there things I'm grateful I don't have to deal with anymore? I don't have to process um, and taking time to reflect on that. And then logically assess how you feel and what hurts and what doesn't. So kind of that idea again of treating yourself like a science experiment of backing up and saying okay this feels painful this doesn't this i'm guilty about not you know keeping up with this friend or i'm not guilty i logically assess how you're doing and where what your feelings are so that then you can take the time to feel those emotions and process them so that's reflect. The second one, which I think Becky is much better at than I am, is express gratitude. Um, so, so say thank you to your friends, your family, your coworkers, the people, as you're reflecting, those people that come up, say thank you to them for the, the people that they were in your life, the people that they still are, even if their role is changing or how often you see them is changing. Um, I think journaling is a big part of that because it allows you to, to capture your thoughts to come back for later and be like, if later you're like, wow, why did I leave this job? You can, you know, go back and look and be like, 
oh, I was really grateful that I wouldn't have to commute this far anymore or I wouldn't have to do this. And so that's why I left. Um, and just having that record of where you, where, how you're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, and then praying. I think that's an option for, for some of us of whether, you know, whatever higher power you might believe in expressing gratitude and reflecting on your emotions that way to to that person so and then practical step number three set up new rhythms and routines this one's kind of rough sometimes because if you did move or yeah it can be challenging but um i think the biggest thing here is build in time for things you enjoy so what brings you joy make a list and make sure that in your new habits your new routines your new season whatever it is that you're making time for those things and then communicate regularly with people that you miss. So if if there are people that you're like, oh, I lost this coworker when I moved, I want to stay in touch with them and build a schedule. I have friends that I specifically try to communicate with once a month. I have other friends that I try to communicate with once a week. Like I, I just, I have a schedule and that might sound weird to schedule my friends out, but it, it works for me. It makes, makes them a priority. Um, so mm-hmm. this, you build in those rhythms and then make sure that you continue to schedule time to reflect on the seasons of change and on your feelings and how you're doing. So reflect, express gratitude, and set up new rhythms and routines. Those are our practical steps for you. To end, whether it's relationships, mm-hmm. <laughs> end uh, grief and loss, all these different endings we've talked about. Yeah. Um, as we talk about this respect series and coming to an end, uh, we hope that you enjoyed this journey with us. I know we had some special guests on our podcast with us, and we talked about a lot of different raw topics and uh, respecting ourselves, others, coworkers, creative process, whatever it might be. And uh, today, as we talk about respecting endings and closings, different chapters that uh, are now closed and we're opening up a new chapter. I, I love this this last piece that Ash talks about, new, new rhythms, new routines, um, reflect, expressing gratitude, all of those things will help us to feel at comfort and peace with those closings and be able to step into what is waiting for us in the future. Yeah. With that, thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye.